Let's pray. Abba, thank you for your amazing love. Thank you because you love us so much that you send your only begotten Son and die for all of us, die for all sins. A mystery very difficult to understand for many. Abba, just help us and encourage us and guide us with your Ruach HaKadosh. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. So we finally get to Rosh Chodesh Av. Uh, is uh, one of the most saddest months ever, especially this beginning with uh, tonight and the rest of the nine days until the ninth of Av. Um, the month of Av is the fifth month of the biblical year, counting from uh, uh, Nisan. And so uh, I'm just going to repeat myself with many things that, I, you know, we tend to forget things, especially men. I don't even remember what I got for breakfast this morning. Uh, it's just, you know, we, the only thing I tend not to forget is my wallet, car keys, and my pistol. <laughs> the cell phone, you're right. <laughs> The cell used to be the pistol, but now it's just, you know, the cell phone. I mean, you can't get out without it, right? You just, oh, my cell phone, hey. Yeah, that's, that's what we are. But the rest, we tend to forget everything. Everything, I mean, almost everything. So the month of Av is the fifth month of 30 days in the biblical calendar. Usually happens between July and August of the secular calendar. Uh, I call it metaf metamorphosis because it's kind of we're changing from one thing to another. It's like and every every year is the same thing, but with a different. Um, I changed my glasses and I can't get used to it. Some of you look very far away, and some of you are very close. Uh, but I can see your faces now. I used not to see your faces. Just I used to see your smiley faces, but now I can see your faces, which is good. I guess I'm getting very blind. So this is also the month of destruction, but at the same time, it's the month of redemption, the month of love. Two things are in one, one place. The first nine days are really, really sad. Uh, I mean, the Jewish people, they take this very, very seriously. No one does anything during these days. No, they don't shave. They don't, they don't do parties. They don't, they don't even want to die during these days. I mean, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, it, it's happened. Um, when you study the, the history of the Jewish people, it's just... Uh, incomprehensive how Hashem kind of punishes his people but at the same time we kind of we kind of we deserve it because <laughs> we are disobedient and so uh, but um, what we're gonna what I'd like to talk about let, let's see what are we now this is where we are I always like to do the this because sometimes we don't remember where we are. We know it's summer. That's about it, right? 
we know the school's about to start. I mean, it's just, you, you don't even need to remember those things, right? I just saw a, a school bus this morning. I was like, man, school starts or what? What's going on here? You know, I guess in some schools it starts, I don't know. They started it already? You started it today. But we live very far away unless your bus came around my place. I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, but... <laughs> But anyways, I was like, man, school buses already? That means you got to get up earlier because traffic is going to be there, and, you know. But I love to hear the children on the streets and, you know, just waiting and arguing in the corner for, the, for whatever, you know. They're just waiting for the bus. And I like to see people from different backgrounds and races and colors and all of that. It's just amazing very uh, varieties of peoples and uh, we just we just bless some people you know take it for granted but we are we have lots of blessings here so this is where we are we are you know the, this this three months are very interesting to move out and Lul. Uh, we just came out from Tamuth and Ab, we're starting at Ab, and we are going through different things this month and moving to Elul. And by the time we realize we're going to be in the high holidays, I mean, it's just around the corner. High holidays, just around the corner. I mean, it's going to be very hot and then cooling down August, September. Fall is there, my favorite season. Um... And that's it, two important events for this month. Uh, again, it's a month of sadness and happiness at the same time. Uh, the ninth of Av, Tisha B'Av, is a fast day. And then you have uh, the 15th of Av, Tu Be'Av. Tu Be'Av is very interesting. It's the 15th day of Av. It's both an ancient and modern holiday. Originally a post-biblical date of, of joy, it served as a matchmaking day for unmarried women in the Second Temple period before the fall of Jerusalem and 70 of the Common Era. Very interesting day. Um, and, uh, you know, let, let's look a little bit in the, into the biblical uh, spring festival. The spring festival is concluded with Shavuot, as we all know. Let's resume, let's review it. This is the period to, of time between Shavuot and the 17th of Tammuz, which, interesting enough, is happening 40 days. 40 days is, is, is when this is happening. So the number 40 is a very interesting number in the Bible. Anytime you see the number 40, it's like a flag for us to understand what's going on. Uh, what happens 40 days? 40 days of... The flood, the time of Noah, remember, 40 days of Moses going up and down, the 40 days in the desert, the 40 days, I mean years in the desert. Um, Moses himself got a 40, 40, 40 kind of formula that we talk about it all the time, you know, and, and so that 40 means something very interesting. Uh, one of the books of the Torah divides in 40 weeks as well. 
so which is another interesting thing. Not 40 weeks, but 40 chapters that we read in 10 weeks. I think it's Exodus, very interesting. And so you have, in Genesis is like 50 chapters that we read in 12 weeks, you know, 50, 12. It's another interesting number, combination of numbers. 50 might be what, the Jubilee, uh, another type of generations and things like that. And 12, the 12 tribes, 12 uh, Talmudin of Yeshua, and so on. Very, uh, you know, Again, not, there's nothing mysterious with the numbers. It's just a flag for us to understand, to, to kind of keep up with what's going on in biblical times, in, in times of uh, the Lord. So Tammuz was a fast day, uh, which, is the, uh, which is the day of fast and prayer day, commemorates the breach of the walls of Jerusalem before the destruction of the temple marks the three-week mourning period leading up to Tisha B'Av. And, uh, you know, it, ha it happened twice in the same day, uh, first by the Babylonians and then by the Romans. I don't know which one was worst. But, um, you know, when we studied the Torah, we, we see all these amazing formulas and things and teachings that we don't we don't do here due to the time but uh, it's just interesting the way the Lord works with these uh, holidays so we have the three weeks of sorrow we are in the three weeks of sorrow actually uh, this is the second admonition there's three admonitions and then we move into the seven weeks of consolation uh, let's review quickly the three weeks of uh, this week uh, weeks are called also the three weeks of Bain Hamed Zarim which is between these straits it's a period of mourning commemorating the destruction of the first and second holy temples of Israel it starts on the 17th of Tammuz and ends in the 9th of Av uh, <clears throat> the three weeks of sorrow it's a period of three weeks of mourning, again, which is complete in Tisha B'Av. Traditionally, it's associated with the, with the fast days, fasts days mentioned by the prophet uh, Zechariah, Zechariah 8, 8.19. Want to look at it? Let's look at it. Zechariah 8.19, uh, a very interesting book that uh, is very difficult for some people to understand it um, but is uh, just amazing the way the Lord works into I should have write it in the thing I forgot to write it on it Zechariah right here where are you buddy Zechariah I told you what 819 it says the nice of a hot says, in the future, peoples and inhabitants of many cities will come. Um, no, 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 19. The nice of a hot says, the fast days of the fourth, the fifth, seventh, and tenth month are to become times of joy, gladness, and cheer for the house of Yehuda. Therefore, 
love, love, truth, and peace. This is an amazing prophecy that, you know, all these fasting days will become times of joy. Uh, this is going to happen according to the rabbis in the period of the uh, messianic era. So when Messiah comes back, that's what's going to happen. All of these days, they're not going to be fastings anymore because there will be no need for it. And Yeshua mentioned that to his, his people as well, you know, kind of resembling the times of joy in the future, times that will happen eventually. So I have a couple, a couple things uh, I want to tell you as well before I continue. Um, let's see. The month of Av, as above, so below, the physical realm is a reflection of the spiritual. Av is the second of the summer month. And like Timuth, the uncomfortable heat of Av is a reflection of the harsh spiritual nature of this month. Yet, as the days begin to, to get slightly shorter towards the end of the month, the summer heat begins to break. On a spiritual level, the second half of Av is therefore less intense. The month of Av is divided into two dis distinct qualities. The first ten days are characterized by mourning, the destructions of the first and second temples specifically, and all destructions of life and value in general throughout history, including the present. The second half of the month is a period of connection, healing, and unity, beginning with Tuveav, potentially one of the most joyous days of the year. As we saw, Tammuz is connected with the quality of jealousy, and Av is connected with Ta'ava, insatiable desire. For this reason, Tammuz and Av are joined sequentially and in their overarching themes of destruction and mourning, as jealousy and desire go hand in hand. Hot weather can stimulate desire and lust. In Av, the summer heat is in full force, and we need to take this opportunity to direct our desires toward healthy ends. When necessary, we may even need to sublimate, elevate, or transform our desires. In the month of Av, we are offered a special strength to refine and elevate our desires to their roots, and ultimately to create tikkun for all of our misplaced energy and attention. This is really cool. I mean, there's more, but we don't have time to read all of this. Um, let me move on to this other commentary in here. So we have uh, these three weeks of sorrow I was telling you about. And then we move into the, the three admonitions. Uh, this week is Masay Matot. Uh, it should be the other way around, Matot Masay. We, we read Jeremiah. I really encourage you to study these Haftarah portions. There's a mistake there. It should be Matot Masay. 
Um, and so these portions are a really, really good, um, they have a really good meaning for all of us to study and to practice. And uh, again, it's a, it's a flag for all of us to understand what's going on in, in the next days. Shabbat Hassan should be the other one. Um, wait a minute, I'm not organizing here today, I'm sorry. Not really organized. The three admonitions, the Haftarah readings this year is from Pinchas. The Haftarah readings are take a different approach for the next 10 weeks, beginning on Pinchas, that was last week, occurring after the 17th Tammuz. We'll read the three weeks of admonition, also called the three weeks of sorrow, of Haftarahs of rebuke, or also Haftarahs of sorrow. Matadma says the second week of sorrow, we read Jeremiah 2, 4 to 28, 3, 4, 4, 1 to 2. After the three weeks, we'll read Isaiah's seven weeks of consolation. And then you have Shabbat Hazon, which is going to happen a, a Sabbath before the ninth of Av. Shabbat Hazon is the, the Shabbat of a vision, because it starts with that name, vision. Um, and the Sabbath immediately preceding the ninth of Av, and... Uh, which means, again, Sabbath of vision, Hassan, which is the way that the Haftarah and prophetic reading of Isaiah 1, 1 to 27 stars. Then after the Sabbath of, of vision, you have Shabbat Nahamu, which provides words of consolation a week later. Those to embrace Tisha B'Av from opposite sides, cushioning the blow of the day of destruction, allowing the mourners to go into it knowing there is salvation and emerge from it reassure that redemption, redemption will come. Um, Shabbat Hazan begins at sundown on Friday 9th of August this year of 2019. Tisha B'Av of 2019 will begin in the evening of Saturday August 10th, and ends on the evening of Sunday, August 11th. Bethel and I is going to hold a prayer service in here, but what we're going to do, we're going to do something different. We're going to read the Book of Lamentations. We're going to sit on the floor, as uh, is a customary. Uh, just, you know, just bring something to put your backside on it. Cause, you know. And we're not going to help anybody if you cannot get up. I will help you. <laughs> I will help you because I might need help myself. So yes, we're going to help each other to get up on the floor. We're not going to drag out, you know. But yes, I really encourage you to come up and just, uh, you know, be here for Tisha B'Av. It's going to be the Mincha prayers for Tisha B'Av. August, that will be Sunday, August the 11th. So Tisha B'Av is a day of mourning for the destruction of the first and second temp temples in Jerusalem by the Babylonians and the Romans, 655 years apart. I mean, it's a shame, isn't it? It's like 9-11 will happen all over again in the same way, at the same time, at the same hour. Knowing that, that it will happen because the way we are, you know, 
performing out there. I mean, I'm not saying it will happen, but it's like 9-11 will happen again. So it happened 655 years apart. Again, we are, we are not, we not remember what's going on. We tend to just get steady, you know, we get to a place and yeah, everything's nice and cool, no problem. Uh, we have family here. We've been here how many years? 240 years, I think. This is a new country. This is a very young country, very young. There are many other countries that they've been over there for, been out there for many centuries. And so, so there's so much for us to learn still. So the new generations need to know a lot of things you need to save their, their souls before anything else happens. Because we got to get out of here soon. I mean, we are, <laughs> we are getting out of here soon, you know, some more faster than others. And so the new, the, these kids, they are the ones who are taking this over. You got to get their cell phones out of their hands. You got to get their iPads out of their hands. Get off the internet and get some instruction from you guys. Get some instruction because we need that instruction. All, we all need that instruction. You get out of the iPhone and the internet before, you know, and then do it according, accordingly because children will do whatever we, they see us doing. You know, I used to read all the books my father used to read. Some of them were bad books. I mean, they were spiritual, but some kind of different, <laughs> different things, you know. You're like, well, what is this? If my father is reading, it should be good, right? No, wrong. Some of those were not really good books. I mean, for my age. For his age, were, were good, but not for my age. Uh, now I understand there was nothing wrong with them, but uh, his philosophy, when you're not ready for philosophy, and that's what I say all the time when I pray for children. I pray for them to, to, to understand the real wisdom from above. Because there's much stuff out there that it seems wisdom, but it's not wisdom from the Lord. I mean, philosophy makes, you know, a lot of people atheists. Because, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's just crazy. Especially when they go to schools. School system is not really uh, something that, how shall I put it, without offending anybody. But you know what I mean. School system is not something that we entirely should be depending on. and It's, it's not entirely trustful. And uh, we allow governments, not only United States of America, but all governments in the planet, we allow the governments to instruct our children. And, you know, one thing is education, but another thing is indoctrination. What they are putting in their minds is a thing that we need to fix every day. Fix everything and, uh, you know, things will be better eventually for their own life, for their own sake. Uh, and for the sake of the planet and the country and everything else. So, um, what are we? Twelve. So, um, also, 
Chichabe Ab commemorates other tragedies, including the expulsion of Jewish people from Spain in 1492. And uh, that's, getting, that's getting very, very deep. Uh, we, uh, we have different rabbis from the Messianic movement studying and trying to get all the Sephardim back together. Uh, and uh, they are saying that if we put all the Sephardim together, it will be like three times more than the Ashkenazim in the world. And so the thing is, uh, they don't even know that they are Sephardic. There's a place in Colombia, it's called Medellin. Most of them are Jewish, and they don't even know they are. And, and there are many other places in Latin America. They are including Mexico, Central America, and some other parts of Latin America, and, and some other parts of the planet, like Turkey and some other places, uh, the Mizrahim as well. And, uh, you know, this happened more than 500 years ago. And so, it, but it's coming back. There is a prophecy for them. And uh, this prophecy is accomplishing. The place in Israel is ready for all these people when they come back. So, uh, according to the tradition, the origins of the scene of Tisha B'Av is on Parashat Shelach Lecha, Numbers 13 and all the way to 15. There's three chapters, other sad chapters in there. The bad report from the scouts, some call them spies. I mean, the, let's review it a little bit. It's just uh, sad the way, and we've been studying this in the class. We study this every year. We saw this, we see this every year, actually. But any time we see it, we see it much, much better. Amen. And um, it's a different perspective. In Numbers 10, 35, the Jewish people is ready to cross over the Jordan. And they didn't. Why they didn't? Because they started, you know, they, they, they were just getting ready. When the ark moved forward, Moshe will say, Arise, O Lord, may your enemies be scattered. Let those who hate you flee before you. When he stopped, he says, Return at the night to the many, many thousands of Israel. And that's it. It was three days from the Holy Land. But what did they do? Chapter 11, But the people began complaining about their hardships to Adonai. When Adonai heard it, his anger flared up. So that fire from Adonai broke out against them and consumed the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried to Moshe. I mean, isn't it funny? You complain to Adonai, and then you, <laughs> and then you cry out to Moshe. It's like you complaining to God, and then Rabbi Scott show up, and you crying to him, oh, Rabbi, pray for me, because, uh, you know. <laughs> That's what they did right here, you know. Uh, and so... Moshe prayed to Adonai. Of course, Rabbi Scott will pray for you, right? He will pray for you. And the fire abated. I mean, you know, that's what they do. And, and you keep reviewing. I think the tragedy started in here, but Adonai is still in his grace, kind of, okay, whatever, let's start all over again. And then you have Shelach Lecha. Uh, well, 
Before that, you have the case of Miriam and Aaron. Uh, they began to criticize Moshe on account of the Ethiopian woman. He had married for the, for he had, in fact, married an Ethiopian woman. They said, it is true that Adonai has spoken only with Moshe. Uh-oh, what did they do? Uh, hasn't he spoke with us too? And so on. I mean, the whole case is right here. Then Shalach Lecha, where they send the 10 scouts, uh, the 12 scouts, and 10 of them came back with a bad report. Um, then you have more and more cases in here. You have the case of Korach, another revolutionary against Adonai. Then you keep do, you know, keep looking, and there's another rebellion, chapter 17. But the very next day, the whole community of the people of Israel complain against Moshe and Aaron. Seems like complaining happening any time that is hot out there, right? So uh, another plague happened. Those dying from the plague number 14,700. Besides those who died in the Korach incident, Aaron returned to Moshe at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and the plague was stopped. I mean, another thing happened. Uh-oh. What did I do? Don't do this to me. Okay. Don't move. Um, and so it's just sad when you look into the whole... Uh, the case of the snakes, remember? Uh, another case. Water from the rock after Miriam died. Uh, then Aaron died. And so a lot of things happened. Balak, the case of Balak and Bilam, another thing. I mean, all of these, from chapter 11 to chapter, what's the last chapter we're about to read? 30-something, 30 32 Chapter 35, 36, 36. This is the last chapter. This is happening in 38 years. All this, you know. So, in other words, the rabbis, the rabbis tell us that the book of uh, Numbers, actually Deuteronomy, will be now in existence because they will be into the land already. Wouldn't be necessarily. The book of Numbers will be up to chapter 10. They will be moved into the land. That'll be it. You know, star the nation right there. And, but they didn't. They just, you know, kind of delayed their joyous receiving of the land for 38 years. How long you been delaying your blessings, people? What's going on? This is a good thing for us. I mean, I, you know I'm not a preacher. I'm, I like to teach instead of preach. But this is a good, a good sign for all of us. How long have you been complaining about things that is not even your problem? I mean, you know, if you have food, you have a job, you have health, you have enough for you to live. I mean, what are you complaining about? Have you been doing your inventory? About your blessings, how many blessings you have this morning? You are here for a reason, right? So, uh, uh, 
more and more blessings we have, we have no time to complain. You just counting your blessings, don't you? I mean, you have hot water, right? You have electricity, you have a car. Some of you driving great, very good cars. Some of you get help from flat tires, right? Right away. I mean, <laughs> it's just amazing. But, but, you know, I know you're not complaining. I'm talking to the people from Mars. Because Bethel and I, it's just amazing. You don't complain, you don't cry out, you don't, you don't do things badly. So this is the origins of, you know, the Shabbat, according to the rabbis. They also talk about, the tradition also talks about the five calamities on Tisha B'Av. Of course, the evil report, that's one of them. The destruction of the first temple by the Babylonians. The destruction of the second temple by the Romans. The crush of Bar Kokhba revolt by the Romans on 132 of the Common Era, which is another very sad, uh, very sad story. And then you have a Roman officer named Turfus Rufus, even his name is kind of weird, plowed the area of the temple under. I mean, it was, he was just in charge of destroying totally the temple. Then we have the, uh, uh, Isaiah's seven weeks of consolation, and they start with Isaiah 40. Verse 1 starts with the words, Nahamu, Nahamu Ami. These, these words are like crying out to the Lord. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your Lord. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make strength in the desert, a highway for a God. Isaiah 41 to 3. And can you see Yeshua right there? Well, you probably don't, right? But you see probably uh, the so-called John the Baptist, right? The voice of one crying in the wilderness, preparing the way of the Lord. It's right there. And, and uh, you know, there's many theories about the seven weeks of consolation. During this period of time, Yeshua is in the desert. During these 40 weeks, this, this, uh, this 40 days, I mean 40 days, the seven weeks of consolation. And he's even using a couple of these verses to confront the evil one. Uh, so the seven weeks of consolation starts with Viat Hanam, Nahamu. It's called Shabbat Nahamu, Nahamu, Nahamu Ami. Uh, uh, then Ekev which is called Batomer Zion, Isaiah 49, Re'e, Aniyah, Soara, Isaiah 54 to 55, Shoftim, one of my favorites, Anochi, Anochi, Isaiah 51, 12 to, to 52, 12, another interesting one, Rani Akara, Kitavo, Kumi Ori, Isaiah 61 to 22, and then Nitzavim. Sos Aziz, Isaiah 61, 63, 9. Some believe that these are the words that Yeshua used in, uh, in the synagogue when he came back from the desert. 
This is the, the, the one he read when he was given the, uh, the book of Isaiah to read. It's not just something that, you know, mini, eeny, whatever. You know, I'll give you whatever book. It was just already scheduled that the person who will read the, uh, the Aliyah, the seventh person reading the, the, the Aliyah, uh, will be the person who will uh, definitely read the book of Isaiah. Um, it's not, the Maftir, actually, is the last one. You read the Maftir, and then you read the Haftarah. And it's usually one who is special. Uh, and he was coming back from the desert from 40 days of fasting and being tempted by the devil himself. And so he's reading that book. So on Tisha B'Av, we have two days. Talk about it from the ashes of destruction to the redemption. Tisha B'Av, 2009, again, will begin in the evening of Saturday, August 10th, and ends on the evening on Sunday, August 11th. So we're going to be here for the prayers, the Mincha prayers that day. Let's talk about Tu Be'av. Tu Be'av is the 15th of the month of Av. It's a minor Jewish holiday in modern-day Israel. It is celebrated as a holiday of love. Ha'ahava. Ha'ahava. Similar to Valentine's Day, okay? So if you're celebrating Valentine's Day, that's the day for the Romans, people. Are you Roman or are you Messianic? Are you Greeks or Romans? <laughs> this is the day you should celebrate, Tu Be'av, okay? Uh, so it has been said to be the great day for weddings. A lot of people get married those days. And Tu Be'av begins at sundown on Thursday 15th of August 2000, 2019. To be obvious, the Jewish day of love. Uh, there's many things. Uh, uh, the origin is a long thing, so I'm not going to read it. Let's move on. So, you know, all the biblical festivals are linked to Yeshua. Uh, they're linked to Hashem's work of redemption through Yeshua. What's a better love than the love of Hashem by giving us his only begotten son who died for all of us? So what are we this week? We are moving on to different, uh, I like to, you know, I always put these things together so we'll know where we're going. Where are we coming from and where, where are we going? The three weeks of sorrow or admonition, the ninth of Av, Shabbat Hassan, Isaiah's seven weeks of consolation, and then we'll, We'll celebrate the next month, which is going to be a lul. And after a lul, you know, on a lul, we are into introspection again to start with the high holidays, to start with Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat Shuvah, the 10 days of, of another 10 days, very interesting, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Hoshana Rabash, Shemini Aseret, Simchat Torah, and you know, we're just going back to the beginning. Right back to the beginning. Uh, in the graphic, you can see, this is a graphic by uh, Rabbi David Rosenberg, by the way. And um, I'm allowed to use it by him. And so you see the arrow, the big blue arrow, it's just we are moving back to from numbers to the, to the, the Uranomy. I mean, it's going to be just 
what the next week is going to be starting in the book of Deuteronomy. And these are the three solemn feasts. Uh, Passover, Shavuot, and we're moving on to uh, uh, Sukkot, basically. So, and it's 40 days, 40 year wilderness, 40 days, you know, 40, the number 40s are very interesting. Seven weeks plus one day, 50 days, it's another 50 days right there. Uh, and of course, I always like to re remind you about the Torah cycle or the Torah, uh, not, it's not just the Torah reading, you're just reading, you study it, but you also need to practice this thing. And it comes with tefillah, which is prayer, uh, the Shabbat, the Rosh Hashanah, the festivals, and then go back to the future again. Um, I'd like to remind you about the three weeks of admonition. We are in the second one, Matot Masei, moving to the Barim. Just study those uh, prophecies, read them carefully, study them, the most, you know, give Give a lot of time on this. Put a lot of attention in these warnings that the Lord is giving us. Because all these things will happen again. And you'll be like, what happened? Well, you haven't read your real calendar. You know, celebrating Valentine's Day and Christmas and all those things. You're missing the point. Okay? No, you. It's the Martians, by the way. No congregation, Bethel and I, all right? So, that's what happened. So, again, you have the month of Ab right there. Uh, and then you have very interesting, which is, you know, the Ab is, again, is sad, but at the same time happy. You know, the half of the month is sad and half of the month is not. Then Elul is supposed to be the month of preparation. You prepare yourself to move on to the next level. Tishrei is the month of the high holidays. You have all the high holidays right there. You know, you already come prepare to celebrate Rosh Hashanah. You're happy on Yom Kippur. You're not going to be crying out because you already make, uh, make amends, make amends, and you already fix everything that is going on in your hearts. You know, you're ready to, to enjoy it. Uh, then Heshvan is very interesting. Heshvan doesn't have any festivals, but they says, the, the tradition says, it's being reserved for Mashiach, which is very interesting. And Kislev is the month of light, you know. And in the secular calendar, it's the last, the last uh, month. And... Um, but again, we move on to different, different things. Uh, so you know that Yeshua is the perfect link, not only with all the prayers, Rosh Hashanah, festivals, and the Torah. He is our hope, and he is uh, into our consolations of the Olam Hazeh of this world. He also is the hope to bring us together from the Olam Haba, the world to come. He should be the link for everything we do. For everything we do, we should, you know, have this name. Have this name right on your forehead, into your head, into your heart, to do everything. Uh, so may we remember the destruction and the redemption on this month. Uh, we may remember that Yeshua is our perfect link 
for everything we do. Let's pray. Abba, thank you for your amazing love. Thank you for Yeshua, our Messiah. Thank you for everything you are doing in our lives. And just, Father, help us to uh, go through this month and have your, our hearts ready to meet whenever you want us to meet in your Sabbath, in our prayers, in, in your holidays. Help us, Lord, to move on by the name of Yeshua and uh, give us also your Holy Spirit all the time to practice your instruction. Amen.